What is up, Burning Leaf listeners? The boys are back after a two-week break without us being here, but we're here again and bringing you episode 16 of season two. We have many things to dive into, including history, some signings, and some clinching scenarios that we will get to throughout the episode. But first, as always, we talk about the Calgary Flames and the Toronto Maple Leafs on this podcast. And to start, we're going to do that as well. So we missed some games, and uh, we're going to recap them very quickly. So uh, let's get right into it. So I believe on our last recording, the Flames and Leafs played, and that mm-hmm. was David Riddick's, I believe, first game as a Toronto Maple Leaf. And Correct. the Flames ended up beating their old teammate in overtime with a nasty Johnny Goudreau overtime winner. Let's talk about it, Russo. Yeah, like that game is it's almost two weeks ago now, which is kind of wild. Um, no, probably it was actually a really good game, I thought, from the Flames' perspective. I thought they played really well. Um they carried the play for most of the night, I thought. The Leafs gained a little bit of momentum in the third after Kerfoot's um, game-tying goal. Um, but then it was really their power play that gave momentum right back to the Flames, which has been a common theme these past few weeks. Um, you know, the Flames pressured late in the third. Riddick made a few really good saves on Elias Lindholm. Um, and then, you know, obviously in overtime, Gaudreau got that game winner. Milan Lucic almost had a Gordial Hattrick in his thousandth game. Um, that was just a fun, fun game, I thought, you know, and, um, the Flames have been really good since they're 4-2, 4-2-0 since that game, you know, they're climbing their way back in, huge game against Montreal tonight, um, chance to go two back, which they could have, after that Leaf game, they, they could have gone two back at the Habs, they lost, and then, you know, they lost another game to the Senators, which has been a common theme this year. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, good to see. I mean, if they squeak in just the craziness of this year, like they're going to, they might get in being under 500, but, um, I don't know. Like, what about you guys? What'd you guys see from, I, I want to talk, I want you guys to talk about David Riddick because well, I know he first, hasn't been good. I just want to, I just want to give thanks to the Luch 1000 hats that <laughs> are very clearly kickstarting this run for the Flames. Those hats, Russo, you need to buy one. No, no. <laughs> Those are a masterpiece of <laughs> of design. You know, credit where credit's due. Like, Luch has been good. I think this year he has been. Honestly, better like, J- yeah. Better, better than James Neal. Like, it's crazy to say that they might have actually won that trade. Where yeah. Um, yeah. they got a third, and he's been producing better than Neal. And just a quick note, Frank Saravalli basically just confirmed everything that we already knew is that Lucic has agreed to waive his no oh, yeah. his no move in expansion, which is huge. Oh. So they're not going to have to protect him, which means they're not going to lose one of Dubé, Mangiapane, or Michael Backlund, I imagine. Wow. Okay, so that's big news. That's, it's it's really big news. And I think that was it was an agreement on when they made the trade um, back uh. in 2019. It was, it was agreed upon at that time that um, he would waive for expansion, and Sarah Valley basically confirmed that. So... Um, yeah, that's good news too. I mean, you're not going to lose a young guy because you have to protect him, but some just good news this week, really. Yeah, so, I wish we had some, had some of that in Leafland. <laughs> hey, you guys went too straight. <laughs> I guess the Jets, I'm like, wow. But we'll we'll talk about Big Save Dave to start because the Flames connection. Just I will defend this because they needed to do it. They needed to bring in a goalie. He was, what, the only goalie to move at the deadline, I think. Bernie did Oh, dude. Well, great. If they, got, day, right? if they got Dubnik, I have bigger concerns. Uh, and he just, he came in and he hasn't been good. 
and I, there's no other way to put <laughs> there's it. No words you have there. <laughs> there's no words. What was it the empty net? Uh, do you guys see the stat line? Yeah, the empty, the empty net, net has a more. better goals or an expected goal saved goal above, saved above average than <laughs> <laughs> Hutchinson, Riddick, and Freddie com- or not combined, but just flat out those three versus. Yeah. The empty net. Campbell was the only one that didn't. Campbell's the only one better than an empty net, which is just <laughs> a hilarious stat. And then considering how important goaltending is to actually have a good team, and the Leafs are by far and away first in this division. They've blown it out against Winnipeg. Um, and all of a sudden it's going to be Toronto versus Montreal or Calgary. And they hate. They played. I would say they played pretty well against the Jets in both games, yeah. would you? Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree, yeah. Yeah, and going down the stretch, I know the Leafs have a bunch of game against, games against Montreal. God, I'm going to become the biggest Leaf fan. <laughs> and this games. is like, <laughs> this is kind of a thing. Like, do you want the to play the Habs or the Flames? And they're ironically almost going to get to pick. They're going to kind of get to pick, guys. If they want to play the Habs, rest your star players for a week. Like, and it's just... It'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. It's the, was it the Babcock thing when he would never play a goalie on back-to-back nights, except for when they needed to lose to get Austin Matthews and they started, <laughs> uh, I think it was Bernier. No, it was, oh, who was it? Because they traded Reimer. Sparks. Yeah, they started Sparks on back-to-back nights and lost <laughs> against. Uh, I want to say it was the Devils, uh, <laughs> and that got them Austin Matthews. But it's kind of like the same thing. If they're going to go down the stretch and get to kind of pick and choose, because they have first locked up. Yeah, uh, unless they lose every this game point. from here on out. Yeah, it's like it's I think a eight point gap at this point. Yeah. Like, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is a Flames Leafs first round would be great for the podcast. Dude, I'm at the first <laughs> year we do it, and it's like the first it round matchup. I'm telling you, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be good. I mean, the Flames are going to do all this just to lose in five, but... <laughs> no, they're going to do it just to like lose the tiebreaker. They won't even get in. Oh my god, imagine, imagine that. Yeah. It's like the Canucks. Because <laughs> the Canucks' winning percentage is higher or whatever. Fuck. No, man. No, it would be fun, it would be fun though. Back. Like it would, it would suck for me just because like they'd probably lose and I'd have to hear it from everyone. But like, it It'd would be, be kind of fun. It would be fun. You know, maybe Jacob Markstrom steals a series because he's been better as of late. Thank God. Yeah, six and then, six like, doesn't look that's that, one that thing. bad right now. I keep telling you, like, if I have a chance to play the Habs or the Flames, I'm picking the Habs. Same. They, I would almost. <laughs> Dude, they look awful. They've they had that four spot just locked up. It was theirs. And now, like, yeah. they've decided like, that they're going to go 1-5-1 and one against the Flames. Did they just this forget how to play hockey? Massive. This game tonight is huge. Is in the Saddle Dome tonight? Yeah, it's in Calgary. Oh. It's massive. Yeah. And, like, since Gallagher went down, they haven't been able That's to score big, goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they have already cap, struggled. Like, they don't have cap space to play Cole Caulfield, which is hilarious. Cause are you guys hearing about lo- that? The, yeah, because the yeah. thing for the longest time in Montreal was that they didn't have... They always had too much cap space, and now they don't have enough to play a guy making under a million dollars. And look, I'm not yeah. saying Caulfield's going to come in and be a is going to save a franchise, but shit, at least try and get him some games in. Yeah, at least get him one or two. Like, why would you even call him to the taxi squad at this point? Just keep him right? playing games. Just in have him practice with you guys. 
I don't know, but unless it's a cap thing and you can get as close to it, then you can get him in eventually. But I don't, I don't yeah, know how that they works. Gallagher's but... out, Druan's out, Price, Price, yeah. who hasn't been great. Jake Allen has definitely been the better goalie, but yeah, it's tough times in Montreal. I'll tell you that. Like it's. Yeah, they, like, they, they had the four spot. It was theirs. And they had if the all Flames they, all they in, had to do, literally if, all the Habs had to do was play 500 hockey. And they were, it was theirs. And, they're and they haven't not. even done that. No, if the Flames get in, they're going to be on one hell of a heater. And I don't want to play okay, hockey. Okay, but they, but they went into the 2017 playoffs on a hell of a heater. Remember they won 10 straight and then they lost in four? <laughs> like, still, Daryl like, Sutter's it's, hockey? It's, a heater where you do nothing. Like... If they get in with an under 500 record, Sean Monahan's only scored 10 goals. Um, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk has been not Matthew great. Kachuk hasn't cool. been great. He's been better as of late. Markstrom's at like a 903. Like this would be the dumbest year for them to get in, yeah. just because like how bad this division is. Oh my god! But I, I have a good segue, guys. Yeah, you know, Go you know who it. the Flames might have needed to Don't get in the playoffs. <laughs> Don't say it, Samuel Bennett, because oh he's God. been rock solid for the he Panthers. You're going with the full name Sam. too, Samuel Bennett. Sa- I don't even know if Samuel. I don't even know that okay. is. Look, guys, I I want to talk about this because I see it all over Twitter right now. Bennett's had a really good start in Florida. Six points in five games. He's looked engaged. Here's my thing. Are we going to forget the seven years of Sam Bennett in Calgary where he did absolutely nothing? Are we just going to forget about that because he has six points in five games playing with Jonathan Huberto and Anthony Duclair? Are we just going to forget about that? Like, okay, this guy has not reached 30 points since his rookie year, and that was in 2016. <laughs> Gave it a rest. They got a second and a prospect for him. Give it a prospect. rest. Look, I'm happy for Sam. Mm-hmm. I really am. I've said it before. I've been a Sam Bennett uh, supporter. But come on. like He's playing with one of the best wingers in the league in Huberto. He's playing on one of the best teams. Give me a break, man. Like, this guy was getting... He was on the fourth line in Calgary. Do you think he was going to do any of this? No. Exactly. So... Yeah, no, look, it's, just, it's just a boost when you get it's traded, It's funny. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and like, I knew this was going to happen with Sam. We knew this was going to happen. Because we see the way... When he's motivated, he plays well. But also, I've never seen a player get six points in, in, in five games by doing almost absolutely nothing. Have you watched any of the goals that yeah, he's, he's just standing scored in front, right? on or assisted on? I'm yeah. pretty sure all of his assists were like secondary, where he passed the puck to the point, and then a guy just shot it. And then his two goals were like wide open nets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, man, it is what it is. Like, yeah. I'm still I'm still very happy with the return because. Let's let's get it out of the way. He was gonna get claimed by Seattle. Yeah, if they didn't, it was if they never didn't trade gonna, him. It was never gonna end up working. No, like man, they he was gonna get claimed for nothing. And I see all the people. Why did you trade him? Like, cause you got assets for him. And he was gonna get claimed for free. So take your pick. Which one did you want? Yeah, and then people would people would have bitched if he got claimed for nothing. And people are gonna bitch now because they got up two two assets. Hey, the Panthers look good, man. They do, they do. And just they, a side note, three of the four spots in what division is that? The Central could be locked up as of tonight. Is it tonight? Yeah, is the Lightning, wow. the Hurricanes, and the Panthers can all clinch a playoff spot tonight, leaving only one spot. That's in Dallas, that's, Nashville, and that's, Chicago. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the top three in that division have a gigantic lead. On yeah, it's not. Else. It's not even close. They're all yeah. like top five in the league. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's the. It's what the Leafs, Bruins, and Lightning always were. Yeah. It was like first, second, and then the Leafs were there at like seventh or eighth in the league. It's the same thing. Yeah, that, that those three teams but are... I think Dallas is going to probably make a push for that, I would think. Yeah, Nashville they have games just, in hand. They have games yeah. in hand, and Nashville refuses to win. <laughs> Nashville's <laughs> been better as of late, but I don't know. Have they been playing? They've probably been playing bad again. No, yeah. like because Nashville's in the four spot right now. Dallas has two in hand, but they're two back. So it is it's it's a two horse race right now. They're, I don't think Chicago's getting in. They probably shouldn't. And no. Yeah, it's, it's going to be between Dallas and Nashville. Yeah. And then, also. And then who and then whoever gets in is going to get absolutely annihilated by. Check the standings. Who is last in that division? Oh my God, Columbus! Oh my God! It is no longer Detroit. Yeah. Dude, you know? Did you see guys what happened like? Saturday night, Bernie Ball made fifty Dallas? saves yeah. and a loss. We were we were keeping track of the shots because it was like oh <laughs> there it's was like, a point where it was like it was like forty one to three, and it was like in what? our group chat. It was I sent it, and it was after the first. It was like and, nineteen to three, and it was yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, nineteen to three. <laughs> then Russo sends one like five minutes later, and it's like twenty eight to four. I'm like, no, it was thirty to three at that time because yeah, didn't it was have like, a shot bro, I like just five minutes this. left in the second. Why are you sending this again? I just sent this. Do not read the chat. <laughs> oh, it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> and Detroit was winning most of that game, which is like yes. insane. They were winning Jonathan until like, Bernie, what, left. Why didn't anyone trade for this guy? I don't know. Like, it wasn't Detroit just like, we're not giving him up. But like, that doesn't sound like Steve Eiserman. I guarantee someone would have gave them a second for him. Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh. Oof. Some dumb GM. Like, why, why, why didn't Colorado do that? Why didn't they bring him back? Yeah, why do they Devin, get Bert or why do they get Devin Dubnik? hasn't been terrible for them. He hasn't been, but I don't know there was a better Bernie's option. Better, right? yeah. yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy that you know, but hey, Jonathan Bernie, he's been underrated these past few years. Ever since like his like re, his like reborn when he like got his game back together when he went to Colorado for basically that when one he year. went to, left the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. The moment he said Nelson <laughs> oh Mandela God. is Nelson a fantastic Mandela. hockey player, he got good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good I don't times, never eh? I don't never get old, man. Never. Get oh, old. what a fun time. Yeah. Anyway, thank God we don't have those Leafs anymore. Oh, yeah, it must be nice. Um moving on, Patrick Marlowe. He passed Gordio Gord, Gordio Hor. Gordy Howe. Whoa, whoa. I said Do Gordy. You don't want to mess up that name. <laughs> I said Gordy Orr. Like, what the? F- what is wrong with me today? Uh, he passed Gordy Howe. Uh, it's early all in the time, morning. We all get a break. Most games here. played um, in NHL history. Pretty unbelievable to play. What was it? 18. I forget the actual number. Something but, 73, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty ridiculous amount of games to play. And, like, um, there was some controversy around it just because. People are like, well, Gordy Howe played X many games in the WHA. Um, it's not the NHL. It is not the NHL. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty unbelievable feat for Patrick Marlowe, who, um, for most of his career, like unbelievable hockey player. Wasn't just a guy who stayed in the league and played a lot of games. He was a very, very, very good one for a very long time. You know, he's still decent, I guess. Decent. Not great, but he's decent. You know, and I'm glad he did it in a Sharks uniform. I think it would yeah. have been. I, I think it would have just been wrong if he did it 
you know, like in Toronto in any or other. Pittsburgh. Or in Carolina. Carolina, <laughs> where he was there for like, a, for like a day. Did you see the gloves? I want to say it was CCM made for him. Yeah, it was yes. the Leafs logo. You see that? The Leafs was logo the was one. the old logo. Marlon None never played a good. game in that logo. No. He they should have put Carolina. Yeah, they should have put Carolina at this point. Like, no, but like, guys, I wrote the controversy thing because not only the WHA, but people are mad at Patrick Marlowe for passing Gordy Howe in games played because yeah, he's like, tailing what? off, right? Like, he's not great and he's not producing right now. It's just, okay, I'm trying to beat that milestone. Everyone's like, well, you can't really do that. You're not as good as Gordy was, right? But how do you guys feel about that? I, I mean, feel that if you're able to play that many games at, same the, boat age with you, yeah. at, at the age he's at, it's remarkable mm-hmm. because there's not many guys who get past 35 mm-hmm. and are like, I can still do this. You know, Marlowe is like 41. Is he not? Yeah. Yep. He's like 41 and he's still going. It's, it's nuts. And like no injuries, like barely, like barely any injuries. He had, was he, he had the Iron Man streak for, yeah. it was him, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he had the Iron Man streak for a while. I want to like, say he's only missed eight games since like phil kessel's coming into the league or something that's nuts man that's insane it was was a random comparison because like look like just take a look at like one of his old teammates in jumbo Mm -hmm. the amount of injuries that that guy had to go through like both legs and And, like yeah he's still going lockouts too lockouts exactly and like he's still going but like marlo like no injuries nothing and this guy's still going yeah, I and imagine Thornton's he's re- not far behind on the list. No, either. He's not. And there's another guy that just played a ridiculous amount of games, and we'll get to him later. But like, I imagine he's going to retire after this year. Yeah, I imagine this is going to be it, unless he wants to go keep going. I mean, I'm not I blame him. Exactly sure. I think he could go. He probably uh, could, go, but like, sure. he's not going to be. He's going to be just on San Jose. He might just be there in like a mentorship role kind of thing. Uh, I think yeah. he's done. Like, he would have got traded at the deadline to someone, but he said no. I'm going to stay in san jose fair right, enough but... yeah i mean but no i'm happy for patrick Marlowe. it's a pretty like i said it's a pretty ridiculous milestone to hit to play that many games in the nhl like there's only a certain amount of people that get to play in the league you <laughs> know and to go in and play over 1800 games and that's not even including playoffs <laughs> pretty unbelievable <laughs> pretty ridiculous um but yeah moving on this is Another thing that's pretty nuts, Sidney Crosby. Um, he is going to finish this season at a point per game. Yes. For the 16th straight season. So did he tie? He tied Gordy Howe. Another Gordy Howe. Uh, for most games with a, a point per game. He's never been under a point per game in his entire career. Since that's he's entered nuts. the league. It, insane insane and like and people are out here like oh like he's not top five this guy's like 55 points in 40 games like come on he's yeah sid is since he's come in the league next level greatness and he he could probably beat gretzky's right gretzky's is 19 he's at 16 oh I i wouldn't put it past him three years he could do that at least a tie yeah he probably beat it. Like, Just think about the games ridiculous. he's missed too. Yeah. He's oh, okay. Still so on I, a point per game. Yeah, and I saw something that because remember when we were talking about Brandon Dubinsky and he was yeah. going off on Crosby. <laughs> well, so no, someone pulled down. up. Ovechkin has 
1,320 career points. But he's done it in like 1,100 games. Crosby has 1,319 points. But he's done it in like just over 1,000. Talk about greatness. Like, <laughs> And there's no putting past Ovi. Ovi's unbelievable. Hall of Famer, first ballot. He's going to go down as the greatest goal scorer of all time. But like for Crosby to do what he's done in all the time he's missed, lockouts, the injuries that went on forever. Like, man, like, yeah, it's remarkable what he's done. And, like, to do point per game again, and he's carrying this Pens team. Yes, he's carrying them, yep. Oh, my God. Like, we all thought the Pens were going to fall off a cliff. Look at them. Look at this team. Still going insanely strong. And they're doing this without Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Take that in. So, I don't know. Congrats to Sid. Yeah, Tom, and, and the Penguins have had injuries all year too. Oh yeah, like, like I think not just Crosby this time. Like, Captain's was out. Um, yeah, they've just Zach been banged up. But... Missed a lot of time. No, Crosby's shout just out, been shout unreal. Out Cody Cece, have seen the Dude, year he's, he's playing well, together? man. Him and Mike Matheson just they hadn't been great defensively, but offensively, these two, holy shit. What thought Cody Cease would be good offensively? <laughs> <laughs> this Ooh. guy has like 10 points in his last 13 games. I heard that on the Pens broadcast the other day, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Where would Cody Cece rank on the Leafs' defense now? Like, just uh, continue. I'm going to go look that up. He's probably, like, in terms of points... Yeah, because the Leafs defense. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what his counterpoint totals are. I think he has like almost twenty points. That's unreal. So that's like cool. third, second. Probably like how many? Morgan has I, thirty. Cool. Mo well, has 30. we can count like Dermot and Bogosian out. Okay, so CC has seventeen points. <laughs> seventeen points in how many games? Oh, I forty something. Forty six. He had eight and fifty six all of last year. That's. <laughs> I enjoy this. <laughs> and he also missed it by 20 feet in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, wow. This this guy, like, Sens and Leaf fans just collectively went, how was this guy good? Well, Cody Cece scored 10 goals for the Senators in 2015-16. He scored 10 goals. That was the year they won on the run, right, with Hammond? No, that was 2016-17. Where he had 17 yeah, right, points in 79 games. No, but that was the year that... They went on a run with Hammond at the end of the year. Nope. That was 2014-15. 15 right. Which, in that year, he had five goals, 16, po- 16 assists for 21 points. Freaking Cody Cece, man. What a guy. Cody Cece would be tied with Justin Hall for third on the Leafs. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Insane. Maybe you should have kept him around. No, I'm just joking. No. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. I think, I think they're better off with Brody and yeah. Mazin and Hall and... Bogosian and uh, Rasmus Sandin, he's a good too, so give him more playing time. I know, Tom, you've been pushing yes. for that. But... I love Rasmus Sandin. Yeah. Thomas, um, I, I know you don't know, but I have his team Sweden. I know, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you guys went to a Marley's game and you wore that, right? Yeah, and then yeah, he asked. Yeah. <laughs> and then he flipped me a puck and uh, wanted a picture, but I didn't get the point where he wanted the picture and not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, we're talking about Patrick Marlowe and how many games he's played. Uh, Zdeno Chara just hit 1,600 regular season games played. Speaking uh, of comes... Cody Cece, can he get to 1,600? <laughs> 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 My column. That'd be good. Probably not. But no. Maybe. 
No. Uh, no. But yeah, Char reached 1,600 games. He was the fifth D-man to reach 1,600 games. Um, he's another guy still going strong. You know, for his he's 43 or is he 44. He's older now. Um, this guy feels like because he has been around forever. I remember when he was still in Ottawa. And like it was crazy when Boston got him, and it was like, oh my god, he's in Boston. And then he was like the ultimate Boston Bruin for the like the longest that time. Yeah. He 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 was the embodiment of the Boston Bruins. Big, mean. And you know, how much do they miss good. him this year? Uh, they probably miss him a little bit, but they've had they've had injuries galore on that back end. McAvoy, Grizzly, Carlo. The injuries, the veteran leadership, just yeah. the stability back there that they haven't been missing all year. I think they could. They they could have should have kept him around, at least like given him what he got in Washington, seven hundred thousand, opposed to just end of the year was like, okay, we'll miss you. Have fun. Bye. It's still just, so weird seeing him in a walk. They let him walk. Yeah, it is it's weird. like the weirdest thing because we're so used to seeing him in that. In the black and gold, it's just, man. I remember like when, because his slap shot isn't like as powerful or as like, you know, scary as it once was. But like I remember, like the Bruins' power play would literally be like, give it to Chara, <laughs> let him shoot. Actually, he was in front of the net. And then his shot yeah. didn't get as, and then his shot got worse <laughs> over the years. So they were like, okay, you're gonna go stand in front of the net because no one's gonna be able to move you. Yeah, and we were aware six, of that, Tom. Because you're six I, nine. I'm just about to say that. Yeah. I still remember the. I think it was Bergeron. the four four goal. Yeah, Bergeron. Bergeron from the point. Bergeron wrist shot from the point. Char in front. He jumped. <laughs> you have you have a. It went top Buffalo. shelf. You have Buffalo. They're trying to do the same thing with Rasmus Ristolainen. I know. They always it's have not him in working. front of the net. No, no. They need to not do stuff. <laughs> that like. <laughs> hey, Buffalo's been good <laughs> lately. <laughs> They're not as bad it's, as they once were. The Devils might finish last. They might. And that's crazy considering Buffalo went like two months without winning a game. Don't look now. <laughs> New Jersey has lost 10 straight. Wait, what? Yep. They've lost 10 straight games? Yep. I haven't even noticed. Don't look now. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody save Jack Hughes. Has Andy anybody been watching Jack Hughes? Oh yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood too. Has anyone has anyone watched Jack Hughes this year? Yeah, he's been good. Unbelievable. He's been really good. He's so good. As soon as like the pucks start going in for him, he's gonna be nasty. He already is. Well, nasty. as soon as their team gets good, right? Like that too. He's gonna get. And going. like Nico Heischer has missed. Yeah. Like seventy five percent of the year with injuries, which. Yep. Like God, Igor Sharangovich has just somehow been their second best forward. Ku- uh, that Kukinen guy they got in the Sammy Vatnin trade. Yeah, that Sammy like, Vatnin played like two games for Carolina. And then went back. And then went back. Um, <laughs> yeah, wild times. Um, real quick, the Wild, the Avs, and the Golden Knights, they all clinched playoff spots um, this year. Um, the Avs and the Golden Knights, no surprise. We knew they would run that division. The Minnesota Wild, they've been keeping pace. They're top 10 in the NHL. They might even be top 7. They've been legitimately great this season. And who was it on the back of? Kirill Kaprizov, baby. Kirill um, the Thrill. Kirill the Thrill. Dala Dala Bill Kirill. Uh, no, he's been... I've talked about him a million times, how good he is. Someone who's really flown under the radar and you can argue has been one of the best free agent signings of the 2020 class. 
Um, Cam Talbot. He's had an unbelievable season. You know, I I might have said it. They should have. The Flames just should have re-signed Talbot. (laughs) Yeah, you might have said it like ten times, but just re-signed Talbot. Use the money to go get a forward. But man, has him and Capo Kakinen have been such a good duo for them back there. They've been getting Kakinen's their goalie of the future. Yeah, and Talbot is such a good bridge because you can play them both, and then when Talbot's contract is up, Kakinen's going to be your guy. Which I imagine even before Talbot's contract is up, he's already going to be the guy. But it's a very solid duo. Spurgeon's been great. Brodeen's been great. Dumba's had an unbelievable season. And then up front, like Joel Erickson Eck, this has been his breakout season. It's been phenomenal. Kaprizov obviously has been phenomenal. Marco Sturm, too. Sturm's been great. Um, Parise's been good. Fiala. I knew they would be kind of good. I didn't think they'd be um, this good. But going into this offseason, like, all the weird moves they made that... Johansson made, for Stahl yeah, was kind of dumb, but like, it worked. They got Benino. And, that was a good trade, though, because Benino was good and Cutting yeah. was just kind of bad. Um, like, there were some weird ones where you just look at that and it's... Well, they let go of their captain. Yeah. Oh, my. Right. They did, too. And that was Make perplexing on so many levels. But they've been... And, Hey, they're here. They're doing almost what the Rays did or do in baseball, where it's just they tr- don't really have the biggest budget, and they just go and they'll find random guys that are just good. Well, they just make it work, yeah. It's like it's kind of like what the Lightning do, except the Lightning have money to do it, whereas Minnesota doesn't really. So they're just doing it on a budget, and it's working, and nobody knows who these guys are. I know, yeah, exactly. I did remember you know who what, Marco Sturm was two years ago? I didn't. I remember I was talking to one of like Thomas and our our buddies, and we were talking about potential rookie years, and everyone was saying you know Lafreniere and whatnot. And I was like uh, Kirill Kaprizov, and my friend and my friend John was like who? And I'm you like, guys watch, both went watch. Kirill when we did our yes. Calder picks. I was I was high on Kirill like two years ago after the Olympics. I was I would have said Kirill. I just didn't want <laughs> to repeat it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to repeat it, but no. But like <laughs> they're probably gonna get wiped out in the first round by either Colorado or Vegas. Um which is fine. I mean like as long as I just want to see like fight. Like have a good fight in these playoffs. Don't go out like remember in 16-17 when they were like unreal in the regular season and then they that was got the Dubnik year, right? That was the Dubnik year. Well, Dubnik was there but it was I think yeah, it was their yeah, yeah. first year with Bruce Boudreau. And then Eric Stahl had like 42 goals. Yes, that's right. They had, yeah. a, they had an unbelievable rookie season and then they got wiped in the first round. I don't remember who it was. I think it was St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, it was St. Louis because the Nashville beat St. Louis. But, like, just don't have, like, fight. Fight for it. And Dean Evanson is probably my coach of the year. He's he's done a great job with the Wild. Um, But they're probably going to get wiped in the first round. But that's fine because I do want to see a Colorado-Vegas second round. See, I'm not too sure about that because it's going to be, if it is Colorado in second, then Vegas does win that division. Yeah. Well, if it's Vegas, I think they get wiped. Minnesota's played the Abs very well this year. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Colorado's a different animal. They are, but I still fear uh, them a little more than I do Vegas, just because they have everything. Yeah. With that team, like they have yeah, everything. Well, except a goalie. Well, well, they have Grubauer when he's healthy. Grubauer's yeah. been legitimately yeah. very good this year. Yeah, fair. So, like, I I just cannot wait. I, I really want to see 
that Vegas Colorado second round, but I want to see Kaprizov have an absolutely unbelievable playoff because he's going to get paid yeah. this summer. He's an RFA this summer. That's right. Yep. Which I think some people have forgotten. And I want if I'm Minnesota, you try and lock him up eight years if you can. Yeah, you don't, I don't know him. if you I don't know if just, you want to bridge him. Just no, and then let him just give him give him eight two, years, three. take him to he's like thirty, and then go from there. It is. Yep. It's also Kirill Kaprizov's birthday today, so happy birthday, Kirill! Is he 24? 25? Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, he's. I think he's the shoe in for rookie of the year. But Jason yeah. Robertson's really making a good case. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the Panarin thing. Should he win rookie of the year at twenty four? <laughs> well, you know what? There, the rule hasn't changed until nope. they change it. Yes. Nope. He's yep. should be a until they year. change it. I'm good with it. One yep. more thing about the Wild, I want to talk about. I, I think the most embarrassing part about what the Blues are doing, um, like the Wild have a 20-point lead on them, and they're in fifth. That's not tough. 20 That's points. Nuts. The Blues won the Cup two years ago. <laughs> what happened? Jordan Bennington wasn't good. The Blues, I think it's good. been very evident that, well, Bennington has not been good. Um, They were never that good of a team to be good. They, just, they went on a heater. They went on a heater. They were Similar to the, the Stars, pack. I guess, right? Start, yeah. Stars are... I would like the Stars more than I like the Blues, honestly. Um, but the Blues, they lost Petrangelo. They lost a bunch of other guys of that team. And yeah. it's very evident that they deeply <laughs> miss a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Jordan Cairo. Um, he's, been, he's been good. Robert Thomas. like The young yeah, guys are coming through. And they're young, but... They don't really they have miss, that superstar. They miss those guys and. Krug's been, I think he's been a decent replacement. <laughs> In all honesty, I think Krug's been better this year than Petrangelo. Yeah, Petrangelo's been hurt though, right? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the Blues is it's a weird it's a weird team because I remember when we did our predictions yep. for the standings, I I said that it was it was a two it was a two team race, and then the other three, the other two teams I get in would just kind of be like, okay, we'll see. You know, I, I didn't really think that highly of the Blues to begin with this year. I thought they'd get in. I still think they're going to get in. Um, but oh. Yeah, because the team in front of them is Arizona. 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 Who? And uh, Can you trust the Arizona Coyotes? It's what? Yeah, it's one point, but St. Louis has three games. Yeah, so it'll be St. Louis. Although, wow, both those goal differentials are minus. <laughs> oh, Arizona's yeah. minus 22. And they're in fourth. Yikes. It's been a weird year. Been a very, very... The OHL uh, officially canceled its season, and the IIHF Women's World Championship um, was canceled. I think they're trying to reschedule the IIHF Women's World Championship. They're From what I saw, they're trying to find a different city. Yes, that was it. Um, which, brutal for them, because I know all of them have wanted to play the... The women's leagues haven't haven't really got a fair go of it this past year with COVID and everything. Uh, the OHL being shut down is that's brutal. rough for them. You Shane Wright missed an entire year of hockey, and, and not even just him. All these kids, like who, everybody, like just think about all the overagers that missed out just, on their last year. This would have been their last year, and they didn't get it, and they went out last year. Just the way everything just kind of stopped. Well, we talked to Webb on Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, right. yeah, it just sucked the way it ended. Um, but getting back to the OHL just shutting down, I saw something. There's this guy I follow on Twitter. His name's Byron. 
Uh, he does a lot of really good prospect work. He's a f- Flames junkie. Um, he put out a, a thread basically saying that every year in the OHL, you have these guys who come in and they're not supposed to be there, but they find a way up the ranks and then they end up getting drafted into the NHL and then they end up being you know productive NHL players. The example he used was Andrew Mangiapane, who right. didn't get drafted into the OHL. He made the Barry Colts as a walk-on, had back-to-back 100-point years, um, didn't get drafted in his first go-around in the NHL draft in 2014, got drafted in his D-plus one year by the Flames in the sixth round, and now you can make the argument he's the Flames' best even-strength skater. You're, you may, with, the se- with the league not having a season... You may not have those players that make the team as a walk-on because they haven't played. Yeah. And you may you may lose out on some kid may not make the NHL because, you know, they missed out a year because there wasn't hockey. You know, I do worry about yeah. a guy. I, I worry about a guy like Shane Wright too. Like, how does this stunt his development in any way? Like, you can't tell me it doesn't. No, no it, like he's playing right now. There, there's the U18 championships. He's there. Connor Bedard's yeah. there. Um, but like. There will always be like missing a whole year. You can tell just with all the NHL and AHL players how evident it yeah. is mm-hmm. that yeah. they missed a year. For a kid now 16. you're talking about somebody who's developing and you miss a year. How far behind are you now than you thought you would have been? He's still gonna go first overall next year. I don't think that's gonna be an argument, but yeah, like it's, who knows like what this is gonna do, like he was supposed to have three years in the OHL, and now he's only getting two. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, yeah. and that's if, like, is there going to be a season in September? Is Doug Ford going to be like, no, we're not playing hockey? Like, I doubt they're who, starting who in knows? September. I will guarantee you they are starting in September. Well, if they don't start in September, somebody put Shane Wright on a plane <laughs> and send him to Europe. But, like, See, and then that's the other thing. Didn't send him to players Europe. back? Yeah. Well, Brent Clark went over. He's a prospect this year. He went over and came back. He didn't play much. Like, but a lot of the guys, like, they went over to Europe, but they didn't play much coming back here anticipating a season. Didn't know a season. And there's right. no season, you know. But, like, but I, feel, this... I feel... I thought the what? NA or the OHL was messing with them a yeah, little no, bit. Yeah, no, some of the teams didn't mm-hmm. let their players go. Yeah. yeah, like, I think a report came out that said that Wright wanted to go. Yeah, and like then Kingston they wouldn't let, let him. Which, why would you not let your franchise-altering player go? Get hurt and, then and like not, back, but not like play, not I even, guess. but not even like for hit, like do it for his sake. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fit, he's sixteen. Let him play. You know, this guy is like, being touted as the next Connor McDavid. Why I are you get not letting him play? Teams are like businesses, and you mm-hmm. want to protect uh, your assets. But if Kingston wants to win in a year or two, which that's what they did, they loaded up for Shane Wright. They want to win while he's there. And they'll have one less shot at it, and they should have just let him go. I don't like. Are you worried he's gonna get hurt over there? Probably. And then miss time. Like, but don't you take that risk anywhere? What if he's just at home training? What and then he, look what at what happened in the right? NHL when you know? players uh, had the ten months off, come back and they're getting hurt. Exactly. In the bubble, the exactly. first week and a bit was a mess. People are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Tell me that won't be the same for the OHL. No, it might be worse because they're not trained professionals. They're still kids. Yeah. Right. So, like, well, yeah. one more thing I have to add about that. Like, I don't feel, obviously I feel bad for Shane Ray and that he's out, but like, 
I don't feel bad for him because he's going to be a superstar. Already know, we already know that. <laughs> I feel for the guys like an Andrew Mangiapane who are trying to get their game going yeah. and trying to yeah. like bedazzle. And it's just, it, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Like, just no. those fringe guys that, okay, they could get signed, they could get drafted. It ain't going to happen anymore. Yeah. Even the overagers, like those yep. guys I feel for, like you said. That's just <sighs> brutal. Just brutal. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, Andrew Shaw announced his retirement today after multiple concussions. Um, brutal. Because Andrew Shaw was a pretty decent player for a while. Um, that Chicago dynasty, all these guys, like Seabrook. Yeah, I want to read a tweet here. Yeah, you go for yeah, it. Because I know you it. were saying it earlier. <laughs> yeah, so Mark Lazarus, senior writer for The Athletic for the Blackhawks, tweeted... In the last six months or so, Corey Crawford, Brent Seabrook, Andrew Shaw have all hung up their skates. Christopher Stieg, Patrick Sharp, Brian Bickle, Marion Hossa before them. All of them forced to or choosing to retire earlier than expected. And that's just, I mean, the only one who really retired on his own terms is Patrick Sharp. Yeah. And, I mean, you just look at that team. They won those three cups, and all of their players are just going out. Like, it's Shaw was even 30. 29 years old. 29 wow. years old. So, like, it's it's tough, right? Because like, he didn't play like, in the bubble last year because of his – there was injury issues. I don't remember. I'm I pretty sure he, did, he didn't play a game. I don't think he did, you know. Or, like, even look on, on that team like Taves. He didn't play this year and he's not oh. going to. It sounds like he'll be fine and he'll be back next year, but – They're taking a beating in Chicago. Brutal. Yeah. I remember when the Crawford news came out. That was like, I – that's not good. That came out. That broke. Because um, somebody from his hometown on the Devil's subreddit heard in like a coffee shop that he was thinking of it. <laughs> and he posted it. And then it was like a week passed. And <laughs> by the time it was official. <laughs> uh, Favorite Andrew Shaw moment definitely was when he headbutted the puck into the net. Or when he went like yeah. they were in a... <laughs> They were serious with the blues. They just went like this to the fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Flip Even the like, I him. remember his first year in Montreal, he had like a massive meltdown. Like he was in the box. He broke like four sticks. Oh, yes. That's right. Versus Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew Shaw was a character, man. That guy, like, he was a pain in the ass. But like, he was effective. He yep. was really effective for a while. Um, and a um, couple just other, you know, minor kind of signings. There were two signings right after the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah, I was which, trying to get that reaction from you, that face you're doing right now. Um, which, I mean, they were bad signings. Uh, Scott Lawton got five years, five years, um, from the Philadelphia Flyers, $3 million per. Adam Lowry, five years, $3.25 million per. Um, uh, okay. Uh, here's the <laughs> thing. I like Adam Lowry. I like him a lot. I don't like him for five years. As the same with Scott Lawton. I like Scott Lawton. I don't like five years of Scott Lawton. I like the Scott Lawton deal more than I like the Adam Lowry deal. Do you? I, don't know. I think Adam Lowry's a good player. Just why five, like five? Why are they giving third liners five years? And <laughs> like, that contract what? will take him until I want to say he's thirty-four. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, this, like, this reminds cause... me a lot of was it Colton Sissons? They got seven yeah, years from Nashville. Six, it was a six or seven years. Seven years. You got seven years at like two billion. But like, why? <laughs> Why'd you lock up a third liner for seven years? Like, when, when the, the Lawton news broke, uh, I was just like, why? The other Tanov deal in Pittsburgh. 
That's Brandon so much Tatum. Term. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Why do you give six years to a third liner? I don't get it. Like, like I would have been fine with either of those guys on like three year deals. That's fine. Two, three, yeah, sure. And I get like from Winnipeg's perspective, they think yeah. Adam Lowry's a mass a massive part of their team. Which I don't doubt. But your your center core is already Shifley, Dubois, and Stastny. I know Stastny's yeah. UFA at the end of the year and he's probably gonna walk. But even to pay a third a guy who's definitely gonna be on your third line for five years, you're not moving that contract. You know, and Even my favorite part of, thing. um, or just like a Leafs note on this was, it was Hockey Night in Canada. They were touting the, the Lowry, like Matthews. Watch, this is gonna be the shutdown line versus Matthews. The moment they finished saying that, he scored. Yeah, then Matthews scored like and thirty seconds. That in. line looked not that great for Winnipeg all night. Like I don't like, and here's the thing, I like Adam Lowry as a player. Him, like they they've had a line oh, put together yeah. of him, Mason Appleton, and I wanna say Perot? it was Matthew Pro Yeah, I wanna say it was yeah, Matthew Pro. Like they've been good. Like it's a good third line. But like you really want to lock up your third line center for five years? You know, I, I don't know. It's just This is not yeah. how you would run a team. Yeah, not how No, and like it's you know, how like, the Jets but, have been doing it. And it's but. cap man it's cap management in a in a climate where the cap isn't moving. Exactly, that too. You know? Like, the yeah, cap's like, not why moving, are you, guys. The whole point of locking people up for term is that over time that becomes less of a percentage of your cap. Right. We don't know when it's this not cap's gonna, moving. <laughs> it's not going to move. We don't it's not going to move moving. for like three years. <laughs> you know? And by the time it does start going up, it's going to go up 4% total maybe throughout the course of this deal. And also when he's 33 being paid two or three point two five million dollars. And, like, and here's the thing, like you have Dubois who you gotta pay next year. You still have that Wheeler contract on the books. That Wheeler contract is bad. Abysmal. Yeah. Like you, your defense still isn't great. I mean, you have Vili Hainola who they refuse to play. Um I don't know. It's uh, Wheeler's gonna make eight point two five until he's 37. You had uh, to sign him, but not that much. Yeah. I mean, he was coming off like back-to-back 91 point yeah. years. I mean, you can't really blame yeah. him. But anyway, um, quick note. I just wanted to ask you guys. Yep. In your opinion, we're getting near the end of the season. Who was the best 2020 offseason signing? Real quick, who's your answer? DJ Brody? I don't really. Of course. Okay. <laughs> I, All right. You're getting me on the spot here. I don't really know. <laughs> TJ Brody was good though. They... Kaprizov? Does that count? No. Thomas, I think <laughs> I Thomas know. has a guy. I know Thomas has one. Yeah, it's Adam La- No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to go to Montreal with Tyler Toffoli, dude. Yeah, that's he's what been I'm looking for. Oh, they asked right. for goals in him, and he's bringing them goals. I mean, yep. you can't really. Unreal. There's another so surprise good. one I know Russo's going to say, but yeah. the guy with Toffoli is. They asked him to score goals, and he's scoring goals. So, man, with the other guy signed. you're gonna say is that's just a surprise that he's doing well, right? But, but man, just a quick note on Toffoli: he got signed on the third day of free agency. Third yeah. day, like I was I don't yelling. Think that's the most surprising part, though. I think the most surprising part is he didn't get an offer from his original damn team. Yeah, the Vancouver well, Canucks. Well, that's because don't they, worry, they had, guys. Because they had to sign Pearson. Tanner Pearson <laughs> yes. for three point two five million dollars. Um, for me, it was Carter Verhage. Yeah. Unbelievable! Like the the story he's been. I, I know I've talked about him before, but um, 
to get him at a million dollars for two seasons for two seasons um i thought florida made two of the smarter offseason signings with verhage and anthony duclair they got them both really cheap verhage was cheap for reasons he wasn't you know there wasn't we didn't see didn't have this type of production duclair on the other hand they got him for 1.75 and we knew he was good and he's gone to florida and he's been very good um yeah these are the type of low-risk, cheap signings you make. Yep. And Bill Zito has done a phenomenal job with that. I look at my team in Calgary. Who did like they? We knew we needed to score goals, but who did they go out and sign for <laughs> very cheap? Josh Levo. Who I, I've liked. I've liked Josh Levo. Dominic Simone. No. Yeah, I haven't seen which, him in like a month. He hasn't played. He hasn't played. Why? Uh, they, he's on okay, the taxi anyways, squad. Yeah, going, he, yeah. He's not good. That's why he's not good. Uh, Dominic Simone hasn't played. Joachim Nordstrom, 700K. Buddy Robinson, they brought back Zach Ronaldo. Like, you add up all these $700,000 contracts, you put them all away, and you go, okay, we could have used that money to sign Carter Verhage, Anthony Duclair. Maybe you don't sign Jacob Markstrom to $6 million, you bring back Cam Talbot, and you sign Tyler Toffoli. You know? Just a um, thought. <laughs> just a thought, really. Yeah. But no. Verhage's been unbelievable. I was yelling for the Flames to sign him because I saw I really liked what I saw in Tampa. Didn't think it was going to be this level of superstardom, but uh, he's basically Jonathan Marshall 2.0, which is it's like the same storyline, which I find to be hilarious. Depth player at Tampa, and then he goes to Florida. Except he won't get in expansion. They're Except not going to make the same. They have a smart voice. GM this time around. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes to Florida, and he's absolutely phenomenal. And he's not going to get taken in expansion. God hope they, they I mean they, they're gonna protect them. There's <laughs> Bill Zito smarter than all than Dale Talon for sure. Um last but not least, player of the weeks. I'll start with you, Tom. Who do you offer your player of the week? Player of the week. We're gonna stick with the Florida Panthers here. Woo. Um Alexander Barkov. I'm pretty sure I've had him before. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. But he had a Four goal week in four games. No assists though. A uh, fantastic two way this week. And against the Carolina Hurricanes, he had the overtime winner. Dude. Uh, after disgusting. a missed call <laughs> from oh, the refs, Vincent Trocek. Yeah, what else is new? A little bit of a trip there, but was not called because the NHL will not call that. And then he goes down and. Goes five hole on Nadelkovic. Not only did he go down and go five hole, he didn't even look at the net when that he shot. Also that too. He was like looking like behind too. him. It was very <laughs> yep. reminiscent of that goal McDavid yep. scored against the Flames earlier this year. Yep, that was a gross, just gross. a ridiculous play, and he put up a goal per game this week. Yeah. That's my give, player. Give give him the selkie right now. Thomas? Honestly, like yes, just do it. He's so good, Russo. Oh, um, go for your boy. Yeah, I'm going with Johnny Gaudreau. Um, I know he didn't put up the most points, uh, but for the Flames in these past, since we've recorded, um, he's been so impactful. Um, if the Flames make the playoffs, it's going to be on his back. Um, there was a lot of, oh, can he play under Daryl Sutter? He can play, and he's been very good. Um, he had an absolute snipe on Caden Primo the other night. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been really good as of late, you know. I'm probably going to punch a wall if they trade him. 
Um, but long live Johnny Gaudreau. I will look forward to that. Episode. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be worse than when they signed Tanev and Markstrom, and I was just losing my mind. Shout out Chris Tanev though; he's been really good this year. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm up to the plate. When you when you said boy, I thought you were gonna say Kirill Kaprizov for leading that team to the playoffs. He was, but... he was also really good. I should have, but <laughs> no, th- this is your main boy. But uh, with me. I'm going with Samson Reinhardt, and I went full name again, guys, boys. Uh, eight games played since we last recorded. Seven goals, two assists, nine points. He's been the only player, basically, for that team, and maybe Rasmus Dahlin the last couple of games that have actually been watchable. I guess uh, Casey Middlesad's been pretty good, but Samson Reinhardt, man, that guy has been unbelievable. He's literally won me two fantasy weeks because he's played on Sunday and just <laughs> lit it up. So, I mean, four even strength points, five power play points, two game-winning goals. He's doing it all, so... I mean, if this is one guy who you kind of see the future in in Buffalo, I think you got to sign him. But, you know, what's he going to ask for? Does he want to stay in Buffalo? I don't know. But if this is one of the guys you're looking at from the organization, I think you got to sign him. So, Samson Reinhardt is my player of the week. Whichever. Samson, Samuel. <laughs> yeah, whichever. All the team, Sams here, boys. Whichever team trades for Sam Reinhardt this summer is going to be very happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One note. A uh, little bit of breaking on Andrew Shaw because I assume there might be some announcement right now about his retirement, like a formal press conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. From Eric Engels, Eric, Andrew Shaw said he'd like to continue in hockey in, at some point, uh, but for now, he plans to help his dad build a house and get into c- the construction business. He said it's something that's he's always found fulfilling. Damn, that guy's a beauty. Yeah, that's not what I expected to hear. <laughs> But it's a lot more positive than thinking concussions got the best of them. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. For sure. Attaboy, Andrew Shaw, go yeah. help your dad build a house. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's basically unless you, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add. I was just going to ask, do we have a hot take of the week, boys? We haven't had one in a while. Not really. I mean, okay, I, I, I think I, I have one, though. Yeah. Go for do you it. think you have one? Yeah, I, I have one. Okay, so the standings and you know i think you released an article actually this today right tom about tankathon and stuff like that yeah okay yeah. not or that it matters it was for our the, podcast it was but... like a playoff races to watch right okay so the a race i want to get into is the last place race for the nhl <laughs> and i'm going to say that the columbus blue jackets will win first overall pick in this Ooh. year's draft hot take of the week is this Ooh. is this going to happen or will not it if torts has anything to say about it <laughs> see <laughs> Torts will bench the last place pick. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. Whether it's Owen Power, or Dylan Gunther, or Matthew Bernays, holy shit, that poor guy. Um, no, Columbus. Columbus wins it. Goes up to the podium. John Tortorella standing there, just puts his hand over the mic. Hey, uh, we're we're gonna forfeit this pick. I'm, I haven't liked what I've seen from him so far. <laughs> we're trading. We're trading. It I didn't like his handshake. We're trading it for did, Adam did Lowry. Like <laughs> um, are, so, Thomas, are you saying that Columbus is going to finish last or they're going to get the first overall pick? I'm just saying they're going to get the first overall pick somehow. Um, Yeah, it's oh. possible. Hey, that's it's up possible. for a lottery at this point. You have they're to remember Seattle's there. coming in too, right? So, one, two, three, four. Do they well, have the fifth best odds, Seattle? Sixth. It's sixth. Oh. It's the same as Vegas. Vegas had sixth best odds and they ended up picking sixth overall with Cody Glass. So right now, Columbus does have better odds than Seattle, and they have six games remaining. So, um, Yeah, the lineup well, they're icing, I just I, that's why I asked, dude, it's bad. And they almost yeah, beat Tampa yesterday. <laughs> they're scratching Max Domi, like... 
Yeah. No, in the article I wrote, which we'll put it out on the Twitter. Little plug little, there. Little little shameless <laughs> promotion. Uh, I'm going to say no, because the New Jersey Devils are just catching up to Buffalo so damn quick. Well, they don't have Taylor Hall. How are they going to win first overall? <laughs> That's a good point. They don't have Taylor and Hall. And the Bruins can't fall out. The Rangers aren't there. Hey, speaking of Taylor Hall, the Bruins have been good since they got him, and Taylor Hall has it's, like doubled his goal total. <laughs> it's almost like Taylor Hall is good at hockey. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't know who's going to win the first overall pick this year. It'd be hilarious if it was Seattle. I'm not going to lie. It'd be jokes. Man, Buffalo gets it again. Just buy Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, that's really. This is going to do it for this episode. Um, as always, follow us Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the Burning Leaf Pod. Um, and we got a big one tonight Flames Habs. We'll see how that goes. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.